you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, and yes, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and we show the world that as Cajuns do have intelligence. Hope you're having a good day, good week, wherever you are located. Just remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Words to live by, ladies and gentlemen, especially this time and day and age where everything is in a mess, the economy, the 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 spirituality the everything everything is just a mess but as i always say at the beginning of this program as long as you have jesus you are you are in control because you're letting him control your life i know that's hard that's hard to do uh especially as a, as, a, as a male we like to take control of the situations that are going on but we have to remember we have to let the lord uh, take care of us. We have to let the Lord take control of our situations. And look, I'm learning that right now. I'm learning that, you know, a soft answer turns away strife. Do I always, do I always succeed in that? No. Cause sometimes it gets heated. I get heated up, but, uh, but guess what? Great is he that's in me and he that's in the world. We might make mistakes, but thank the Lord that he is there to forgive us. Thank you, Lord, that you are there to, to, to make our past straight. That's how we should, should live our life totally unto him hope everyone had a good weekend uh this episode is coming out late if you are waiting for the newest release every monday a uh, busy day busy weekend and um I, to be honest with you and i will say this um we are probably gonna make some changes to the lineup to the show in the near future uh to help with my schedule because my schedule is all over the place right now but i, I think uh we're gonna have some fun in the near future uh might might be hearing more of the Cajun conservative. We're going to see about that, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Hope everyone, hope everyone had a great weekend, had great church services. If you attend church, if you didn't attend church, uh, you know, you should have went to church. <laughs> you should have went to church and enjoy some time of fellowship with the brothers and sisters in the Lord. So, all right. So tonight I want to start off with a topic that is not necessarily news, worthy it's more of an opinion that i have that i think that every conservative should know and that is how to debate and look this this i'd say this job because i don't get paid yet hopefully one day i get paid but um this this podcast has made me a magnet for a lot of people on the left and moderate democrats moderate republicans rhinos I, I get a lot of questions come in every so often and I had, I, I came, I came across, um, something the other day and look, this wasn't even one of my posts. Okay. This is, this is the funny thing. You know, later on, it became one of my posts, but it, I want to thank Blake Miguez. Blake Miguez went ahead and shared our interview on his Facebook page, which is awesome. I'm glad he did. You know, it, it gets the voters, uh, some opportunities to hear what Blake stands for and why they should vote for him, uh, for say Senate in district 22. And I had this, this person reach out to me on that, that plot uh, on Blake's, uh, comment section. And they were asking me about Blake Miguez, why I support Blake Miguez. Uh, and we just got into a, a conversation and some legitimate questions. And I believe I answered them fairly. I answered them honestly. 
and I, I made the case for Blake Miguez. As a lot of you know, if you live in District 22, the Cajun Conservative has endorsed Blake Miguez for District 22. We believe that conservatives need to be in the House and Senate of Louisiana to make Louisiana to turn Louisiana back the way it should be. And ladies and gentlemen, this person and look, I, 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 I'm thankful that this person went ahead and liked the page on Facebook and it helps me out. Um, but went ahead and liked my Facebook page. And if you know how Facebook works, if you like a Facebook post or a page, you start seeing a lot of the, the posts come out, you know, your brand new follower or your, your new friend. So they will go ahead and they, Facebook will show you a lot of the, the posts that that person put out and, or you had an opportunity to go look on the page, you could see that what I post throughout the, throughout the year and throughout the months. And this person apparently went on my page and found some news articles about the Trump impeachment. Oh, not the Trump impeachment. Um, the Biden impeachment inquiry. And this person just started talking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump has 91 felony counts. Donald Trump has been uh, involved with sexual harassment cases. And we started, a, we started a conversation. I thought it was a conversation, but apparently this person wanted to start a debate. And the debate led to me starting to turn the, the debate around to this individual that wanted to bring down Donald Trump. Now, I don't know if this person is a Republican. I don't know if this person is a Democrat, but a lot of, a lot of things like this happen. Uh, someone that's on the opposite spectrum of you. They like to go ahead and put out their opinion. They like to go ahead and tell you what they think, but they also like to ask questions. And this, this is what was going on. Now look, every debate is different. Every conversation is different. So you always have to be, be aware of how to approach a debate or conversation. Now I'm going to use for example of me and the liberal trucker. We had a conversation, a special episode that was released on the podcast and was released on YouTube and rumble. We, we went ahead and we had a conversation on this very subject of debating, but respectfully. And we had an hour and a half conversation where we discussed things that, that, that we felt passionate about, but through that debate, I think it maybe it maybe didn't even happen. If, if I remember correctly, it didn't, we didn't cut each other off. We let each other talk. We let each other speak our opinion. And at the end of the day, we agreed to disagree. Now, a lot of people might tell and I, I did, I got, I got some people telling me I shouldn't have done that. I should, why you, the debate is good. That, that's one thing I want to bring out in this conversation. Debate is fine. I like a I like a good debate. And it's just not political debates. I have watched debates with Ken Hovind and um, uh, Ken Ham and all these people debating atheists. I'm fascinated by debates. The debates are, are real are really good for America. Um, prime example of that would have been the last the Republican debate. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that much about Ron Asami. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, what was his values? But on that last debate, I got to see a little bit of him and a little bit of what he believes. And is he Donald Trump 2.0? No, but I think Donald Trump should be really considering Ron Asami as a vice president candidate if he gets the nomination because they both are like-minded. Now, some people might say that's dangerous because um, Pence wasn't like-minded and that's what saved the country in uh, 
uh, January 6th. And there's people that believe that. They believe Mike Pence was the one that that was the 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 threshold between democracy and dictatorship. That's what a lot of people believe. But like I said, debate, I seen that in the debate. And I, you know, I seen some strong points from Nikki Haley, from uh, Ron DeSantis, and, you know, I seen how how flip-flop is um um Chris Christie is uh, so debate is good. You get to you find out a lot of good things, and having a debate or a conversation with some pe some people, it isn't bad. You should go ahead and and, 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 and be involved in those conversations. But you, you, I started noticing in this conversation I was having with this individual through Facebook that they were asking me questions that were aha see you are a hypocrite because you said this one thing and now you're saying another thing and ladies and gentlemen look i titled this segment and probably the episode is going to be how can i kind of how can a conservative win a debate easy you start asking them questions that they don't want to answer like he was like, like this person was trying to get me on a got you question and we were talking about the impeachment inquiry. He was, this person was asking, why, why do, why do you Republicans defend Donald Trump? And he brought out all the, all the stuff that, that, that Donald Trump is alleged of doing in this, in, including the 91 uh, felony counts that are on with the four indictments. I brought out, look, he's not convicted. An indictment is not a conviction. And bringing out all the points that I think every conservative should bring out, and oh, y'all shouldn't, y'all shouldn't elect somebody with baggage. Y'all should, and started trying to get me into got you questions, ask me questions, and I asked, I asked one question in this debate, one question, which I never got an answer to. And the person, if they're listening, because they they like the Facebook page now, I will still like an answer. And I'm not trying to call. I'm, I, I did not mention no names, uh, but this person it's all over my facebook page so you can go ahead unless it's been deleted but you can go ahead and read the conversation we had i asked the person i said look i want to ask one question why it's okay for democrats to push impeachment to push indictments to push the law you to say on the republicans and it's gospel look you see this with the trump indictments every mainstream media is saying Donald Trump's guilty just on the sole purpose of him being indicted. Now that that is scary here in America because if if you as an individual are guilty just of an indictment, well we we, we need we need to rewrite our laws or we need to get back to the way the laws were. Okay, it was supposed to be innocent to proven guilty. Brought up the sexual harassment of the store. Well, he was liable. Well, he's in a innocent an appeal right now. Yeah, he could be evicted by that judge, but until the appeal comes back, or until they say there's no more appeal, well, guess what? We can they can always have a change of the case. What if that case comes back and says no, he ain't liable? Um, but but I asked that one question. You know why why Democrats can do that to Republicans, push indictments, push impeachments, put put all that upon Donald Trump or anybody they want. But when Republicans start talking about like Kevin McCarthy saying, hey, we're going to start an impeachment inquiry. The media is blowing up and we're going to talk more about the media later on how oh it this there's no evidence this is unjustified this you should not they should not be an impeachment inquiry into biden because he's a nice little angel and he does not do anything wrong but i 
asked I asked that question. Why is it okay for Democrats to do it? And when Republicans do it, impeachment or indictments or talking about indictments is unpatriotic and it's wrong. So and I asked this individual this question. Is it okay for Democrats to do it, but not all right for Republicans to do it? And this is when you know, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not going step by step of how to debate an, uh, a left-leaning person or a moderate Republican. I'm just I'm using this example to show you something here. He, this person went around the question. And when I when I said it again in another way, hey, is it why is it is it okay for Democrats to do it, but it's not okay? Why is it okay for Democrats to do it and Republicans not to do? What they're doing to Donald Trump. And again, I, I got I got swung around another question. And when I when I said I asked for the, the second time I said I've asked this, I've asked it twice. I want you to ask questions. He sent an article this the person sent an article to me. And I was like, okay, why did okay, this is something he's trying to prove. And he brings out that Donald Trump said that he agreed with a Democrat economy. And I was like, that don't sound right. Now it came from Forbes. That explains a lot. But the, the writer of the article says that Donald Trump said that in 2004. And I, I, I that brought out facts again. And that, that's another thing. When, when you bring out as much facts as you can, I, I'm going to tell you this. You can bring out as much facts as you want. A liberal will not listen to you, but you have the facts on your side and you ask them, well, can you prove me your point? I, I proved my point. I can prove my point with articles and all what. Now you prove your point. When I, when I brought this out to this, this individual, I said, listen, you know, this was said in 2004. Donald Trump has done a lot of things since 2004. And, I, and under that, that article, though, he had the question, what you want me to answer? I, I asked kindly again. I said, this is the third time I've asked this question. Until at the time of this recording, I haven't got an answer back. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I... I I went ahead. Now, this person has not commented on anything since then. He was commenting on all kind of stuff before. He's not commenting no more. Now, look, I hope I didn't lose a follower. But at the same time, I had facts on my side. And that's how you win a debate as a conservative. You have facts and you ask them questions. They feel uncomfortable answering. I see this done all the time on Fox News. Where does there's some left-leaning person, and you ask them a question, and it looked like they had they were there that had headlight, uh, headlights shining in their eyes, because there's certain questions that they cannot answer. On the point of the question I asked, why it's okay for a Democrat to indict and to push impeachment and to do all this stuff that they're doing to Donald Trump? Why it's okay for a Democrat to do it? And when a Republican like Kevin McCarthy instructs his committees, start looking into the Biden family and call this an impeachment inquiry, the media flips. Oh, that's wrong. Kevin McCarthy's doing this for political reasons. He's this, he's that. He, and they're making excuses why people shouldn't believe the impeachment inquiry. Now, they're only following their leader, Joe Biden, because Joe Biden has already told his, his, his people you know what? Hey, go ahead and reach out to the media and tell them to debunk this. Basically, it might not be, it's not debunked because there's evidence. They say there's no evidence, but the media is saying there isn't. So nine out of 10, a lot of people that watch the brainwashing CNN, MSNBC, CBS, and all of them, they're going to go ahead and believe there's no evidence in the Republican party just doing this for, for, um, just, just for political reasons. But when a Democrat 
goes ahead and indicts a former president like Andy Briggs and the, the lady, the snowflake from Georgia and uh, Jack Smith go ahead and throw indictments down Donald Trump's throat. And it's clearly a political reason why they're doing this. It's, oh, this, the, the, there's so much evidence against Donald Trump. Look, four indictments. It just shows that Donald Trump is, is, is evil and Donald Trump don't know the law and Donald, it's all, it's all facts. And when I brought this out, this person, now, like I said, I don't know if he's a Democrat or Republican. He liked my page, so I have to assume he's under the label of conservative. Um, more, I, I think of it more as a rhino Republican, but I, that, that, that's my opinion of the conversations. I never met this person in, 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 in real life. If that person hears this podcast, wants to come on, I will gladly put him on the screen and I will gladly give him a microphone. And we can have a conversation. I'm not, I'm not against that. But ladies and gentlemen, I won that argument slash debate because even that he was this, the, the individual was telling me, oh, you need to come with your facts. I'm like, I thought we was having a conversation. I didn't know this was a debate that I had to bring my facts out. And I, you always bring your facts out, but I'm just, I was making a point right there. You know, you're telling me I'm not coming with anything, but I thought this was a friendly conversation. But ladies and gentlemen, on, on, just use my experience. This is how you want to debate as a conservative. You go ahead and you bring out the facts and you ask some questions you know the answer to and either they're going to lie about it and you expose their lie or they will go around the question not to act. They will say, well, I'm going to answer that in one second, but what about this? What about that? And they try to turn it on. They try to go back on the offense. See, they don't have an offense. Um, and look, a prime example of that, I know I'm going to throw my team under the bus, but the New Orleans Saints a couple of years ago had a great defense. They could stop anybody, but they didn't have an offense. They couldn't score. And a nine out of 10, yes, defense wins championship, but that takes an offense scoring points. And after a while, the defense got tired because the defense stayed on the field much longer than the offense and they lost the games. Majority of the games they lost. And that's what the Democrats have right here. They, they have good defense. They, uh, Donald Trump's this, Donald Trump's that. I mean, they, they have good offense. Donald Trump's this, Donald Trump, but their defense, you, you, I mean, correction, I'm, uh, let me start over. <laughs> they, they, they have a good defense to all you. Well, Donald Trump's this, Donald Trump's that, Donald Trump got indictments, Donald Trump's, okay. What about this? And their offense, they can't score political points. And ladies and gentlemen, th this is how this is how you stomp a liberal. Now I know I don't know if uh, my friend Liberal Trucker listens to this, but he might he might have some points on that where you know he might disagree with me on. But like like you know going back to that debate with me and him, he he held his own. He brought out he brought out points. I brought out points. We we agreed to disagree. And this is what this individual on Facebook, if listening or you see a post or something later on. I will agree to disagree with you. If you're a Republican and you don't like Donald Trump, so be it. I'm not a Ron, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm a big Ron DeSantis supporter. I tell people about Ron DeSantis. I tell them that 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 I think he would be the better fit for uh, a president right now. Uh, my top three primary candidates, though, for the GOP is Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, and Victor Goswami. I hope I'm saying that right. But ladies and gentlemen. At, at the point like that though I'm not going to go ahead and criticize Donald Trump 
I will defend Donald Trump and his constitutional rights. At the end of the day, that's what I was trying to get to this individual to believe. Listen, it's not about it's Donald Trump. Look, Donald Trump is innocent until proven guilty. If he's proven guilty and it's a fair trial, guess what? We got to accept the fact that he's guilty. But at the same time, if you look at all the, the unconstitutional things that are happening to get him into the courtroom, you have to defend the Constitution. That's why I'm defending Donald Trump. But and I thought that would be a pretty good way to start the show. We'll be talking about how how can a how can a conservative win a debate, and that's 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 just two of many forms the way you can win the debate. But overall, it's telling the people the truth. You having the receipts to back up your truth, and then start asking them questions you know that they don't like to answer. And ladies and gentlemen, you're probably gonna have the same response that I had with this individual, no response because they can't answer. They know everything is they they're doing is political, but they like to call us political where we have receipts of Hunter Biden and his family crimes and how it ties into Joe Biden. So with that being said, that's going to end this first segment. I'll be right back in a few seconds. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back in a few short moments. That the four things that I think are most important is to be tough on hardened criminals. The criminal justice system, you gotta help out people. And I did this for years and years and years as a prosecutor. Probably 80 to 85% of the people that came through the, uh, the DA's office and through my prosecution experience, they, they got help to get back on track. About 15% were just hardened criminals that didn't deserve to be helped. They needed to go somewhere where they could not be a danger to you and I. And so we took care of putting those people in that place. I will fight for victims' rights. I've been a vice president of Crime Fighters, the largest victims group in the state, and dealt with victims all across the state uh, and, and helped them uh, navigate the criminal justice system and, and soothe their broken and aching hearts from their losses. And so I would continue to do that. I'd promote the early intervention program, and I would always, always, always be pro-life, pro-gun, and pro-Louisiana and fight for all your constitutional rights. So if you want somebody like me that has a tough on crime background, I think uh, you'd be well suited to join our team. And uh, I would be honored to have your vote on October 14th. This message is authorized by the campaign to elect Marty Mayer, Attorney General. everybody welcome back to the second segment of the cajun conservative show um talking about hunter biden in the first segment because uh, i brought out how the media saying there there's no evidence we're gonna dive into that a little bit more in a second but hunter biden has been indicted on federal gun charges that's right this is on the this is on the this is related to david weiss's five-year um investigation into hunter biden and this is after the plea deal fell through now hunter biden is indicted on federal gun charges um it was how ha it happened last thursday and ladies and gentlemen uh biden was charged with making a false statement in the purchase of a firearm making a false statement related to information required to get to be kept on a federal firearms license dealer and the one count of possession of a firearm by a person who is unlawful user or or uh, addicted 
to a control substance according to the indictment on or about october 12 of 2018 in the district of the, the, uh, delaware the defendant robert hunter biden in connection with a acquiring of a firearm that is a Colt cobra 38 special revolver with serial number and they read the serial number no only uh no only made a false and factual written statement intended to likely to deceive the dealer with respect to the fact material uh, to the unlawful of the sale of the firearm in that the defendant robert hunter biden proven uh, provided a written statement on form 4473 carrying certifying he was not an unlawful user of or addicted to any supplement narcotic narcotic drug and any other controlled substance when in fact as he knew that statement was false and fictional um there's a lot more into this indictment but ladies and gentlemen uh the question i ask when reading this article why didn't david weiss do this at the beginning okay th this is this is just this is baffling to me all right because you have a president of the United, a former president of the United States that has hardly gotten investigated into, and he was indicted four times, two federal and uh, two state, one being in Georgia, one being in New York. By the way, both blue districts and both blue district attorneys and Jack Smith has been proven to like the Biden family. Um, but it, th there's no connection to that. Just, just, just hold on tight. Um, but but on that note, why did David we why didn't David Weiss do this at the beginning? Okay, if he had this evidence of Hunter Biden writing a false statement about forty four seventy three, why even try a plea deal? And we we know the answer to that. If you know you you've been listening to this show long enough, if you're a faithful listener, that this was all to protect Joe Biden and hunter biden because it wouldn't look good that the president of the united states son would be indicted so david weiss who is a federal prosecutor now special counsel to this case all of a sudden he worked on this for five years to get this evidence now i don't know how long it is to look for a 4473 i know they kept records for five years so we don't know when the, uh, it was in 2018 so um over five mm, it's just hit five years so i don't know if they're waiting for the 4473 to go out i don't know what was going on but normally the dealers hold this information so all they had to do was get the 4473 read it and it would say oh he lied that's enough evidence to indict there wouldn't even be no plea deal but they, because it was hunter biden and had plea deals where he almost had full immunity of just not the gun charge, but also the tax invasion that he did. Now, there is no indictment on that. The Bidens are still fighting on that. And I, I even seen that Hunter Biden is suing the IRS. Let me see if I could find it. Uh, he was suing the IRS uh, because he felt that they were they were targeting him. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, he 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 he, he cheated on his taxes. He proved. He said he did. He was gonna. He was gonna admit guilty to it. And all of a sudden, uh, no, I'm not guilty. I didn't do none of that. And I'm gonna sue the IRS because the IRS was attacking me because I'm a Biden. And ladies and gentlemen, it just. I I, I just I don't know. I'm just I'm just amazed by by what 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 we're seeing here. It just I, I, that's just the question. I ask. Why why didn't just why didn't they just 
federal, federally in, indict him. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we know that this is a lot to tie into the impeachments and stuff like that because they were already saying they were going to go ahead and go after Hunter Biden. But they were trying to give him a slap on the wrist. Now, we would have to check out this indictment goes about i me personally i was um uh, i was very surprised <laughs> that this happened i even i think i even went on tiktok and said that i was very surprised but i'm happy it happened but at the same time what's the angle what's the angle to hunter biden and why is this only the charge like i said what about the federal tax invasion so we're gonna have to see how it goes um also last week what happened was uh well what happened last week we had a couple of gop uh house republicans really stand up to the media and ladies and gentlemen this is this needs to happen okay this needs to happen where democrats uh where republicans are are really are really you know they, they really need to stand to their guns they need to stand for what's right and I'm glad these senator, these Republican representatives did what they did. And we're going to start off with Mr. Scott Perry went ahead and erupt, uh, uh, erupts at reporter who suggested there's no actual evidence against the Bidens for impeachment. Now we talked about this last time we were together, how the Biden administration, the Biden white house reached out to media companies and asked the media companies to not report or no correction when they report on the impeachment inquiry just say how bad it is say there's no evidence and the media is doing the white house's bidding and ladies and gentlemen I i've said this that this is on the threshold of socialistic communistic dictatorship by the white house because the media is supposed to have freedoms to say whatever they want not and not say whatever they want because like alex jones went ahead and went got got sued and had to pay a heavy price because of things he said about sandy hooks that was very not true and so you can't say what you want but at the same time you have the freedom of the press and the reason you have that is in case of a politician does something wrong and they try to hide it and a reporter picks it up and they have the right to run with the story if they have their facts in order. And that is to, to make sure the American people know what's going on. But when you have the White House telling, telling news organizations, hey, when you report on it, report on it this way, Cuba does that, uh, Russia does that, China does that, that all socialistic, communistic countries the government tells the media what to say to drive a narrative and that's what the the, the that's, that's what these republicans uh, are fighting right now and going back to this incident uh representative scott perry uh, republican pennsylvania held held little back during a freedom caucus press conference on the steps of the u.s capitol tuesday after senator kevin mccarthy announced an impeachment inquiry into president joe biden what actual what actual evidence do you have as opposed to accusations to show to the american people that would merit a actual impeachment inquiry of president joe biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you inaudible acts off camera reporter now she's she's asking a legitimate question but at the same time listen how she worded this 
she said um what actual evidence do you have like like the, like the republicans have not been talking to whistleblowers that brought receipts not like the democrat whistleblowers that oh donald trump did this donald trump did that oh brett kavanaugh did this to me brett kavanaugh did that do you have evidence no where it happened i don't remember did somebody pay you to do that oh i don't know see that's the difference with whistle and look I, I believe whistleblowers should be should believe to a certain extent if a whistleblower comes and says look i got texts emails i got phone calls i got like every other whistleblower has done for the republican party you should believe them because nine out of ten they're right nine out of ten they're, they're, they're telling the truth but listen how this lady act like i said this person acts this re this reporter acts as representative what actual evidence do y'all have you have opposed to allegations now the reporter suggests that mccarthy was enacting political revenge for the impeachment of donald trump ladies and gentlemen that's not true okay what the democrats did to the did to donald trump was was crazy those were the fastest impeachments ever in history um hardly no investigations on the first one they did somewhat investigations and then on the second one they didn't even have an impeachment inquiry they didn't say hey let's impeach him for january 6th that was that that impeachment was less than a month away well, it was less than a month that it happened now it lingered a little bit with uh with with president biden being elected and the constitutionality of after they couldn't impeach somebody after they left office now um now that's this is when uh representative perry fired back he said this isn't about political revenge we have a we have the bank accounts we can see ma'am perry fired back you can see that the homes that the biden's owe can't be afford on a congressional or senator's salary that is true you also understand that it's not normal for a family member to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests that they, those things aren't normal that's not normal to have 20 shell companies those things are not normal he continued and it's aligned to not only just widespread corruption but money laundering if not influence peddling itself and we also have the president the vice president at the time on record saying that the prosecutor was fired well the son of a b the prosecutor was fired right because the prosecutor was going after the company that his son was working on ladies and gentlemen that's fact that video is all over rumble i don't know if it's on youtube but it's all over the rumble that's what we have if you can't see that you if you want if you are that blind i'll turn it over to the attorneys perry concluded as he walked away from the podium the reporter claimed that the american people can't see that that they think it's a political revenge I, okay i'm i'm not i'm, I'm gonna finish reading this off but no american unless they're a blind re democrat that like like that, that that puts their fingers in the ears so they can't hear the evidence unless it's a hardcore democrat every political every person in america says that this is politically motivated what they're doing to donald trump and this is justified because they don't think the president look, 70 70 percent of people don't think he should run because he's too old um perry rushed back and shouted at the reporter it's because you don't report on it now 
then then he left <laughs> then they have like you can watch it but that's when he left the podium now look I'm, I'm gonna say this because this is you know freedom of the press they have the right not to report on something is it right or wrong well it's wrong why because the american people should know who they're voting for for president they should know that they should not vote for a man that has corruption in his background see going back to the debate of the first that's what one of my arguments with this guy was he said well you know biden uh, uh trump got tons and tons of corruption well biden does too so you shouldn't vote for biden and look, I hate to say this, but I think every politician might have a little bit of corruption in their back pocket. Now, when he when he made this statement, it's because you don't report on it. That is an accurate statement. Like I said, they have the constitutional right not to report on it. Is it right? Is it wrong? Well, you you the listener will have to make that determination. Me personally, I think it's wrong. They should report on it. But the reason they're not reporting on it is because the president has reached out to them and said, listen, don't not, 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 not the president directly, but his White House, who who was instructed by the president, by the way, um, not to report on it and to make it look uncredible. And ladies and gentlemen, he did right. Now, look, like I said, there is two examples of of the um, of people doing this uh the representatives doing this and one is kevin mccarthy conservatives praise mccarthy for grilling reporter until she admit gop has evidence of biden's wrongdoing this is from fox news and this was uh three days ago house speaker kevin mccarthy said social media ablaze on thursday after he pushed back against a reporter assisting that he launched an impeachment inquiry without evidence AP reported that the McCarthy impeachment inquiry was launched without evidence. GOP octave uh, Arthur Sw uh, Swites posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. On They should name Twitter that, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, on Thursday, here's McCarthy facing a AP reporter to admit that there was lots of evidence to support the impeachment inquiry. In the clip, the Associated Press reporter, Francno Amar, asked um, McCarthy, about the following Republicans who have said that the investigation to President Biden has yet to show an impeachment offense to this point. Now, I, I've never, now some in the Senate, I've heard them say, hey, it's not worth doing the impeachment. Tommy Tuberville, like Tommy Tuberville, but Tommy Tuberville was wrong. He was saying, look, we shouldn't even deal with this. The country has a lot more bigger fish to fry. No, your president is corrupt. We need to go ahead and look at that. Um, is that your assessment, the reporter asked? And that's when the exchange come and look, there's a lot of things, but, um, basically in this conversation and for the sake of time i won't be able to read it but um but kevin mccarthy started asking about testimony and the reporter um went ahead mccarthy didn't ask the reporter if i'll say that part she believed the president lied to which she reported but the lie but is lying an impeachable offense uh when it's on corruption yes uh, all I'm saying is like oh, to know the answer to these questions, McCarthy said, the American people would know. And basically, oh, is lying an offense? Well, yes, it is. If it's on, if it's an impeachment inquiry. And see, that's what a lot of people, see, see so it's wrong for Republicans to lie, but not Democrats. And ladies and gentlemen, these two, these two stories is, this is confirming what the White House has done. 
The White House has reached out to these media companies and said, you need to, to, to debunk this. You need to, to back us up. You need to go ahead and you need to go and do what you, you know, hide this evidence, hide this stuff from, from, from the American people so they don't believe the Republicans. If the White House did that, that means there's something to it. But these reporters are, are doing what they're told to do. And it is sickening. It is sad that our country was, we have an amendment in the constitution that gives the, the media the freedom of the press. And they're using it to lie about the Republican party and the conservatives and, not, and, and praise the liberals and the Democrats. And ladies and gentlemen, people might ask, well, Isaac, you, you go ahead and do the total opposite. Well, I'm not the media. Yes, I am the media. I own a media company called BGS Media, but at the same time, I am an opinionist. I give you my opinion. You never hear me. I'd say I report on stuff, but I report from Fox News, Daily Wire, sometimes from Politico, but I'm an opinionist. I give you my opinion of a story. And I don't call myself news. I don't, I don't have the Cajun conservative news network. But ladies and gentlemen, these, these news reporters that's supposed to report the news is tr they're trying hard to make the American people think that they're not, they're not, uh, that this is all, this is all baloney. There's no evidence, which like I said, there is, we talked about it earlier with whistleblowers, whistleblowers bought emails. They bought phone calls. They bought text messages. They, they bought evidence. It has already been proven that the Biden family has received millions of dollars all because of uncle Joe and ladies and gentlemen, the media is closing their eyes and closing their ears and saying, la, 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 nothing to see here because it makes Biden look bad. And this impeachment inquiry, in my opinion, is justified. But according to some on the left and some that are even that are on the right, think no, we shouldn't mess with this. Let's deal with other things like going after conservative podcasters and conservative politicians that really want to help this nation. Not like the Democrats that just want to fill their pockets and make us a socialistic country where they're the, they're the kingmakers and we're just peasants. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take our second and final break of this uh, show. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back in a few moments. So stay tuned. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show, all one word. The Scott Ford Show, all one word, and it's on Rumble. I'd be very happy if you went ahead and subscribed, like Isaac. I'm a true American-loving patriot. Thank you, Isaac. God bless. Enjoy your life. You're my peace of mind. When this old world seems to get me down. All right, everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. Today, forgot to turn on the microphone. Uh, when you're a one-man show, good help is hard to find, including me. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I got some good news. And if you're a conservative, 
you're really going to like this news. Mitt Romney of Utah. You know the senator that joined in with Bill Cassidy? Unfortunately, my senior uh, senator here in Louisiana with the impeachment trial. Both of them. Just not one, but both of them. And the man that, that ran miserably against Barack Obama for president, that Mitt Romney. He announced that he will not seek re-election. Thank the Lord. He, he's, he was up for re-election in the state of Utah in 2024, but he said he is he is ready to to step step down. He uh, he made a comment where he said, "I have spent 25 years in public service of one of a, one uh, one kind or another." At the end of another term, I'll be in my mid-80s. Frankly, it's time for a new generation of leaders. There's the ones that need to make the decisions that will shape the world they will be living in, Romney said in a statement obtained by Fox News Digital. This was Fox News' report. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now he did in the statement criticize uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, to be fair. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's, there's, there's one thing I agree. Well, there's two things I agree. Uh, well, that makes me happy that, that, that agree with uh, Mitt Romney on this one. He has done 25 years of public service. He has served this country in one way, shape or form. If I'm not mistaken, he was an all right governor in Utah. Uh, he was a terrible presidential candidate. Uh, he was a terrible senator. Yes, he we did use his vote to pass on some good legislation. So that 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 I can give. But ladies and gentlemen, um, no, he, it's time for him to retire. And look, I like his, look, I wish Mr. McConnell would do what he did. Because that would, that would make my whole, that would have made my whole week great if Mitch McConnell, now Mitch McConnell, I believe, said he would not run for re-election or he did not bring that out. That Something like that happened a while back. But props to Mitt Romney on that. He realized he's getting older. He wants to spend time with his family. So, hey, quit. And for the betterment of the country, because the country would be a lot better if he was not in a Senate. Now, the only danger of him stepping down is that this might go to a Democrat candidate. Now, I doubt it in the state of Utah because a lot of them are Mormons and Mormons are more tendency to be conservative. Um, except with their women <laughs> joke. I'm sorry if you're a Mormon. I apologize. I didn't mean to offend you, uh, but um, but yeah, he'd be in his 80s and I think he would, uh, you know, I'm glad he's stepping down on that. I'm glad he realized that. So wish a lot of other politicians. We did a whole show the other day talking about that and um, about, about just Washington being turned into a nursing home, basically. Um, and also his second point that I agree with was it's time for a new generation of leaders. Well, it depends on the new generation of leaders. If it is a more conservative leadership, more Republican conservative. Yes, let's go for it. But if it's a more democratic, socialistic government uh, leadership, no, we do not need that. We need we need good conservatives in there. Now, he didn't say that. He said it's a new generation and they're the ones that need to make decisions that will shape the world they will be living in. Uh, so the statement overall isn't bad, but I'm just I'm just happy that Mitt Romney is getting out the Senate.
It will be this. I will say the same thing when I hear that Bill Cassidy isn't running in 2026, uh, 20, uh, 2026. Um, he already said he, I don't, I think he said he wasn't going to seek another term. I, he couldn't win another term. I don't think he could win for dog catcher of Louisiana. If, uh, if, um, if Bob, Bill Cassidy tried to run again, um, but I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited. Uh, Mitt Romney did finish his statement. Oh, well, part of his statement was we face critical challenges, mounting national debt, climate change, which I don't know why he said that. Uh, and uh, uh, abundance authorities of the Russia and China, neither President Biden nor President Trump are leading their parties to confront them, Romney said. Well, there's, there's, there, that I disagree with Mitt Romney. Donald Trump did fight Russia and China. Um, do you remember the tariffs on China? You, you remember the Russians were not really friends of Donald Trump. They respect Donald Trump, but they were, they didn't really try nothing because Donald Trump told them, hey, try something and find out. Um, the mounting national debt. Yes, Donald Trump did bring up the national debt, but it was for the military. It wasn't for widespread spending like Biden is doing. And Donald Trump has already said if he would have been elected again, he would have started bringing the national debt down. Now that we can't confirm or deny that because that didn't happen. But um, by every, all the statements he made about Biden, but to tie President Donald Trump into that, ah, you can't do that. You can't do that because Donald Trump was leading the country right. Donald Trump was pushing the country forward. We had some of the lowest gas prices we had in a while. Uh, the economy was booming. People were making paychecks. People were spending money because they got pay raises. Companies were flourishing because he was he was helping out. The, the middle class and the companies here in the state. He brought down the corporate tax to one of the lowest that has ever been. And Mitt Romney's trying to tie that tie Donald Trump into President Biden's failures. That you can't do that. You can't do that. Now the stain on Donald Trump is January sixth. If you agree or disagree with the 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 views on January sixth. His, his presidency will be stained by that, but his economical plan, his, he, you know, was just phenomenal. Uh, he, the way he ran the country, the way, the way we would, the way we would getting things done under president Donald Trump was phenomenal. So, uh, but yeah, Mitt Romney's out. Thank the Lord. I, I am, I am really excited about, about that. So, um, on another note with the Senate, with Mitt Romney stepping out, uh, he won't have to worry about the new dress code for senators and this is all because of featherman and they're even calling it well the daily wire has called it the featherman rule senate cut dress code enforcement that's right ladies and gentlemen the senate will no longer enforce a dress code for senators a few months after senator john featherman democrat of pennsylvania made headlines for disgracing the rules <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer directed the Senate Sergeant at Arms to stop enforcing a change that will uh, enforce stop enforcement, a change that will go into effect next week. Access report on Sunday. Senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit, Schumer said in a statement to a news outlet. The change is tolerable to only affect senators and not staff members. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The boss can look like a slob, but the employees have to dress up nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it should be for everybody in the Senate. Uh, Senate Senators can now wear whatever they want. However, other entering the chambers must comply with the dress code quote ties for men business attire for women fox news journalist chad Pringham said in the post to x confirming the access report um 
Relaxing enforcement of the dress code, which appears to be more a tradition than written policy, is sure to make life easier for Featherman, particularly. Why? Why are they pulling out Featherman? Well, if you listen to this cat, Featherman, he he likes to wear a beanie and a long sleeve shirt. Um, he also likes to wear shorts. So this is to help him out. Now, John Featherman was the person that went ahead and had a stroke on the campaign trail. And when he had the stroke on the campaign trail, he was out for a couple of weeks. And when he came back, he could not conduct interviews right. He had to have a teleprompter and all that stuff. And when he uh, he just don't like wearing a suit. He didn't wear a suit as a mayor. Apparently, he didn't wear a suit uh, any any other time of his life. And now he's in the Senate. And instead of following the rules, the Democrat Party is bending to him. Why? Because Featherman is a disgrace to the Democrat Party. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the same thing with Biden. I hate to say it. Biden goes ahead and fumbles his words. Featherman fumbles his words. And Featherman embarrassed the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, by walking into the chamber with a with shorts, a pair of pair, uh, shorts, uh, some sneakers, and a hoodie. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Party is bending to one that they're trying to lift up in this election coming forward ladies and gentlemen this don't surprise me now i i now look i didn't hear nothing on the republican side now i, I republicans need to get creative if they're gonna they're gonna not enforce this rule um democrat republicans need to wear t-shirts that say maga uh they need to say some uh drill baby drill um they need they need to wear they need to wear something that brings out their 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 view i'm not against that hey if you're gonna go ahead and say no suits go ahead look look if i was elected the senator uh, senator i um i probably would never run um i would walk in with the cajun shirt on with the cajun card hat tell him hey go get by go meet mr scotty at cajun cards and you can go ahead and have a good deal uh i, I will wear caps i will I, I wear shorts. If you look under my desk, I'm wearing shorts with sneakers. I, I don't. I wore a bow tie for the first time last weekend. That's that, and it was for a a clue game. It was. It was. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a suit person. So this this would this would I would like this. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a tradition of it. It just okay. Now now let's go to a new series. No, these are politicians that that run our country. And they, they need to look like they, they know what they're doing. Not like they just came off of a basketball court playing LeBron James. I'm sorry. I just, and look, a lot of people might say, Isaac, what is the big deal? They changed the dress code. How embarrassing. Where you see the British Parliament, all these men dressed in suits and, and looking well. You look at British Parliament and you look at countries all over the world. And then you have our senators. Our men that are supposed to be the most intelligent people on the planet wearing basketball shorts and sneakers and a hoodie. America's already a laughing stock in the world and the Democrat party has just given them something else to laugh at. Why? Because it made John Featherman look bad. Now they have they did change to make John Featherman look bad. They got to make the whole Senate look bad to keep this man in office. This is a shame. This man shouldn't have even won for one for senator, but it just shows the state of Pennsylvania. And ladies and gentlemen, it is disgraceful. And we need to get a good candidate, a good conservative Christian candidate in that position.
and like I said, now like I said, on the on the on the positive side, Republicans use this to your advantage. Use the look, I, I, look they're they're glad Marjorie Taylor Greene ain't in the Senate. They're, Laura Barbram, I think her name is. They're glad she's not in the Senate. Because I promise you, coming the day was been an the enforcement of this, they would have went ahead and j just had a filthy with this. But put a big shirt that says "Drill Baby Drill" or something, or "Impeach Biden," something. I I think the Democrats opened up Pandama, uh, uh, Pandora's box on this one. Yes, it's not on policy. It's just, it just it, it's funny what the Democrat Party will do for one person. And I hear this all the time, and this is a separate uh, separate uh, topic altogether, but I hear this all the time from Democrats. Y'all Republicans, y'all been backwards for Trump. Oh, y'all defend Trump on everything. And I'm looking at this, I'm saying, y'all do the same thing for individuals. But Dianne Feinstein, y'all allowing uh, whatever for her so she could continue to uh, run. The Democrat party changed the rules of the House floor. Well, the Republicans did that too, but to vote for, for, for women uh, to, to have a headpiece, um, Joe Biden gets every favorable um, thing that comes around the block, but and the Democrats want to accuse us of showing favoritism and changing the rules and bending the rules for our party? Come on, man. I just... I, the hypocrisy at its finest. All right, one more story before we uh, we wrap up. And this this is good news, bad news. This is how I can really put it out. Uh, Biden hands Iran six billion, five Americans freed. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They just didn't let them go because Biden told them, hey, you better let them go or there's gonna be consequences on you, Iran. No, he followed his, his, his president when he was vice president. Um, uh, Barack Obama send money and get something in return, which is five Americans free. That, that is the good part of this. We have five Americans that are free now. They're back home. They came back uh, today. I believe it's today. Uh, but after President Biden released six billion in frozen oil reserves to Iran, which we're probably going to buy back for twice as much, uh, the theoretical the, uh, diplomat Iranian regime released five American prisoners that had detained for years. The plane carrying the five Americans and two of their relatives had taken off from Iran and en route to Quarter, which had helped break broker the swap. NBC News report Monday morning, a senior Biden administration officer has claimed the funds would not be sent to Quarter and the Treasury Department would follow up to make sure the money was used for humane purposes that's right ladies and gentlemen the iranian regime that had probably tortured these five men and, or women uh, <laughs> and, and 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 tell their people listen if you don't follow the quran and you don't live by the muslim rule of law we're going to kill you that, that they're going to use that six million dollars for human uh humane purposes that me that that that's funny right there and the, the biden administration probably really think that we're gonna run freeze these assets and they're gonna help their people sure the iranians the iranian president is probably looking at a new ferrari right now with that six billion in oil reserves but the iranian pre president abrabin rasheen dismissed such claims telling nbc lesser halt 
human uh, human reigning means which the reigning people's needs so this money will be budget for those needs and the needs of the reigning people will be decided and determined by the iranian government adding that the funds would be spent whatever we need basically saying we're going to go ahead and use this to attack israel and to come against the american people ladies and gentlemen i am tired of coming behind this microphone and talking about a president that gives money to the Iranian people and gives money to Ukraine and leaves billions and billions of dollars to Al-Qaeda to later on fight us. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of it. I am tired of coming behind this microphone and talking about a president that does not care about the American people, but go and sends money to every other nation, especially our enemies. I'm tired of it. Now look, like I said, I'm not, I'm happy. Five Americans came home. But what happened to the, the statement, we don't deal with terrorists? Uh, Parliament GOP senators blast the deal. I'm always glad when Americans are released from captivity, Senator Linda Graham tweeted. However, disagreement will enact radical regime like Iran to take even more American hostages. The Alala, the, the Atala, and the hitchman are terrorists and truly rep represents the terrorist state could i don't agree with lindsey graham a lot of the time but he is right on this the u.s should uh this is from senator tom tool uh echoed the u.s senate uh, the u.s should be uh unrelated relating in its effect to bring detained americans home but iran will now count pallets of regime money putting it in leadership is a better position to develop a nuclear weapon to fund terrorists and to price and the price to release u.s hostages will only go up yes it did and then he's right remember barack obama saying i think it was four billion i'm not it was, it was a lot of money ladies and gentlemen again i will say i'm tired of talking about a president that thinks every all the world is his domain and he's the president of all the world President Biden, you are the president of the United States. And I could hear him, oh, hold on, I'm the president of them five hostages. There's other ways to get hostages out of dire situation. Trump couldn't do it. Okay, Trump, Trump didn't do it. You, you got that fact. But you sending six billion, not thousand, not million, but billion, uh, six billion dollars to the Iranian regime. Oh, they're going to use that for humane purposes, Mr. Cajun conservative. No, they're not. Iran already wants to blow Israel off the map. Israel's our ally. So I, I, I would, if I was Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, I would feel betrayed. He probably already feels betrayed by the Biden administration, but sending $6 billion, all for them to come up with some scientific experiment to blow up people ladies and gentlemen this is why we need to vote this man out of office in 2024 this is why we need to we need to vote for ron DeSantis or donald trump or ron asami because those are the only three to have a shot that that's my opinion after the last debate and I was hearing what's going on with that, those are the only three that possibly going to be the GOP candidate. And if you go even a step further, the only the only one that really has a chance of winning and has the most poll numbers, if the poll numbers are correct, is Donald J. Trump. We need to vote 
Joe Biden out of office. And I can hear you all on the left. Oh, he's going to ruin this nation. And your guy really fixed us up. Ooh. Sends billions of dollars to Ukraine. Sends billions of dollars to Iran. God knows how much he sent into his own banking account. I'm just tired of... I'm just tired of talking about this. We need a president that puts America first, not America last. With that being said, that's going to end this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show today. I want to thank everybody that has continued to support us on our journey to becoming the fastest growing conservative podcast in the nation. I would like to go ahead and thank Give a Derm for allowing us to be an affiliate with them. If you can go into the, uh, to the description and hit their link and go look at their products. They have a lot of skincare products. They have some soaps. They have lotions that all make your skin feel incredible along with it all being natural so your skin won't have to worry about chemicals or you won't have to worry about chemicals going into your skin you can go ahead and do that hit the promo code bgs media 10 bgs media 10 and you get 10 percent off of your products so thank you everyone for listening until next time be blessed be encouraged remember jesus christ is king he's coming back he's coming back soon so don't be fade of heart because jesus has overcome the world until next time be blessed be encouraged you have a good one he said that jesus christ has risen and he is the open door